Hello, my name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypno Birthing Podcast. Hi everyone and welcome back to the podcast. Just a quick reminder that I have got all of my upcoming courses on my website available to book. Um, I have the split payment options on there if you would like to split the payment and I also have my essentials course on there as well to book. That is really perfect if you are on a budget or if you just have less time. Um, You can access it online and watch it in your own time. And it's basically the essentials of hypnobirthing designed to teach you basically the most important parts of hypnobirthing. As always as well, if you are enjoying the podcast, please do rate and review it. I really love reading your reviews and it just helps for it to get shown to as many people as possible. Today's topic is all about gestational diabetes. So what does it mean? How is it tested? And are there any alternatives to how it's tested? Can it cause big babies? And how can it affect your labour? So what exactly is gestational diabetes? Gestational diabetes is a condition which affects some pregnant women and happens when the pancreas doesn't produce enough insulin during pregnancy. Insulin is a hormone produced by the pancreas and it acts a bit like a key, letting blood sugar into your cells to use as energy. The changes to your body during pregnancy, such as changes in hormones and weight gain, can, for some women, cause their bodies to use insulin less effectively, which is why gestational diabetes affects some people. It can happen at any stage of pregnancy, but is more common during the second and third trimester, and typically there are no symptoms, The main way it gets picked up is through the gestational diabetes screening. So for UK listeners, screening isn't done as standard, but I'm aware that in some countries this might be different. And the criteria is different as well, depending on what country you're in. So some countries may have a much lower criteria for being diagnosed with gestational diabetes than some other countries. For UK listeners, what normally happens is during your first antenatal appointment, your midwife typically will ask you a series of health questions. And if you have one or more of the risk factors for gestational diabetes, you will be offered the screening. Now note the word offered, because as with everything, it is of course always optional. So the screening is called the oral glucose tolerance test and it involves having a blood test in the morning before you have had anything to eat or drink. You are then given a glucose drink and after resting for around two hours, another blood sample is taken and this helps determine how your body deals with that sugar, that glucose that you've just had. There is a bit of debate about whether there are better alternatives to that glucose drink. It's obviously very sugary. It's artificial. It's an artificial sugary drink. So people look at alternatives to that. Some people claim that drinking orange juice has the same effect or eating pancakes with maple syrup. And there is also a study conducted into the effectiveness of replacing the glucose drink with jelly beans. 
What I would say is if you wanted to explore the idea of an alternative, then first I would speak to your midwife or your caregiver. But I'll also leave a link below which you can take a look at which has some of the different kind of options on there. And then of course another option is to avoid the test altogether which you are perfectly able to do if you want to. And instead, what you could do is you could monitor your blood sugar at home using something called a glucometer, which I think I am saying correctly. Apologies if I'm not. You can then keep a log of your results and you could show it to your midwife if you wanted to for them to analyze. But what's good about doing that is it actually helps you to understand the foods which your body has less tolerance to. So that then means that you can alter your diet accordingly. So rather than cutting out huge groups of food in trying to control gestational diabetes, it actually allows you to see where your body is spiking, where your glucose is spiking and your kind of body is being triggered by certain foods. And that then allows you to kind of tailor your diet a little bit more to you and perhaps cut out or cut down on those foods which are triggering you. So you might not have to eliminate quite as many foods if you do it in this kind of way. Okay, so what does gestational diabetes mean for your baby in terms of your baby's size? Having excess blood sugar can cause babies to grow a little larger. However, in the reviews that have been done of, of births, they show no significant increase in perinatal problems until the birth weight reaches the top 2% of all babies, which is 4,500 grams. So just to kind of explain that a little bit better, basically of, of all the millions of births that have been looked at with gestational diabetes, there's actually been no significant increase in birth issues, birth problems, until the birth weight reaches that top 2%. So, you know, we are able to birth bigger babies and this is kind of showing that actually until the baby reaches that top 2%, it's not shown as any kind of issue. There's been no significant increase in those issues. Also, managing diet and activity level has been shown to have a huge effect on the baby's potential birth weight. So if you do have gestational diabetes, then managing your diet accordingly and making sure that you are active and doing exercise does have an impact on the baby's birth weight. Is an induction inevitable with gestational diabetes? Women who have been told they have gestational diabetes are more often than not offered an early induction. But what does the evidence say about this? what is best. So according to Dr. Sarah Wickham, she wrote an article, which I will link in the show notes. The most important thing to say about the research in this area is that there is no evidence showing that induction of labor is beneficial for women with gestational diabetes. There has actually only been one small study which looked at the benefits of inducing women with gestational diabetes, and it found no difference between those whose labors were induced and those who waited for spontaneous labor. Dr. Sarah Wickham's second point is that there is a lack of good research in this area. So it's hard to say with such a small study, perhaps if there was a larger study that was done, it might show significant benefits of induction for those with gestational diabetes. 
or it might show the exact same thing that the smaller study found, which, which was actually that there was no difference in those who were induced and those who weren't. The World Health Organization state that induction of labor shouldn't be offered for gestational diabetes unless there is evidence of another abnormality. For example, abnormal blood glucose levels. And in the UK, the NICE guidelines state that induction of labour for gestational diabetes shouldn't be considered before 40 plus 6, unless either the mother or the baby are experiencing complications. So can you give birth at home if you have gestational diabetes? The answer in theory is of course yes, you can do what you like, but of course it's a very personal decision and should be evaluated case on case. The biggest concern is that of a bigger baby. And I have talked in previous episodes about how the thought of a a big baby is more dangerous than the big baby itself. Our bodies are more than capable of birthing babies of all shapes and sizes. Our pelvis relaxes and opens during labor and the baby's head moulds to fit through the space that it has. Going back to an earlier point as well, gestational diabetes can be really well managed by diet and exercise. So, and as I said before, this can have an impact on the birth weight of the baby. So if you are dreaming of a home birth and get diagnosed with gestational diabetes, don't despair. You may still be able to have your home birth. If your gestational diabetes is well managed with diet and exercise and there are no other concerns, a home birth may well be just as safe or even safer than giving birth at a hospital. As always, it's a very, very personal decision and you will need to look at the benefits and risks of that decision and do what you are most comfortable with. I hope you have found this episode useful. There is so much information on this topic. I kept it short and sweet because otherwise, honestly, we would have been here for days discussing it, but I have left some links in the show notes. So if you want to do any further research, have a look at those. If you wanted to do any further reading, Dr. Sarah Wickham has a book on gestational diabetes and also one on induction, which touches on gestational diabetes as a reason for induction. So I would recommend these as further reading if you want to know more. Thank you so much for listening and I will speak to you next time.